most of us, if not all of us, have worked to affect a particular outcome in our life, whether it's in a professional area or a personal area. Things don't always work out the way we'd like them to. We call those setbacks. Today, we're going to talk about how setbacks are a setup for success, because this is what matters. Have you ever wanted something really bad? Have you worked super hard at trying to have something be the way that you've always imagined it or wished it or wanted it to be? Have you ever been on the receiving end of that effort, not necessarily yielding the outcome to be as you expected it to be? Have you felt what it's like to have a setback? Sometimes we get stuck when things don't turn out the way we want them to be. Part of that is because we create an expectation for something to look a certain way. And when our efforts don't yield the outcome to show up in the way that we thought we'd like it to show up or the way we wished for it to show up, we feel disappointed or we feel that no matter how hard we might have worked on something, we didn't quite get it to where we want it to be. And that can be a little discouraging or a lot discouraging. And that can also be something that could yield you deciding to give up or to not move forward in trying again. And for the most part, we'll call those things setbacks. The first thing that I'd like us to consider here is that the outcome of our efforts don't necessarily have to look a certain way. Things show up in our lives looking different than the way we might have expected them to be or the way that we would like them to be, but that doesn't mean that the outcome isn't leading you in the direction that you need to go in or that the outcome isn't actually going to be to your benefit. There has to be a little bit of faith put into the calculation of how you receive the outcomes of your efforts. And you have to consider that whatever it is that happens is happening for your benefit. And in instances where the outcome isn't the way that we'd like it to be, and we acknowledge and we see and we feel that it's a setback, What can we do and what will we do in order to be able to move forward in our life in that particular area? And how do we use that as an experience to help us strengthen our mental resolve and to strengthen our own sense of self-confidence and self-esteem and self-worth and the general notion and feeling that we are deserving to have those things in life that we desire? So it's an opportunity to also strengthen that mindset that we have, that although things may not necessarily turn out the way we want them to, it doesn't mean that they won't eventually get there or that it'll get there, but it may look a little differently. And more importantly, that we are willing to accept that our efforts are good enough and that our efforts are actually empowering us to get to those places that we want in our lives. And if you think about life in just simple terms, right? So we have these moments where as young children, maybe we're tasked with the challenge of like learning how to do math or how to spell certain words or even learn how to ride a bicycle without our training wheels on it. And we're oftentimes cheered on by the people in our lives who are there to encourage us to continue to try, to try harder or to stick with something that um, gives us the confidence to know that if we continue to put our time and energy and effort into something, we can yield the results that we're seeking. I mean, no one's ever fallen off of a bike after trying to ride it without the training wheels and just said, forget it, this didn't turn out the way I want it, so I'm moving on, right? We find 
something to hang on to, to propel us into continuing to take action in order for us to achieve the goal that we've set out for ourselves. I mean, what greater feeling was there at a young age than that moment where you were able actually to balance yourself on a bike and to pedal and create momentum and to move forward in a way that allowed you to liberate yourself from being tied to riding a bicycle with the training wheels on it. And the way that we got there was by continuing to put our effort into learning how to ride and balance ourselves on a bicycle that had two wheels as opposed to a bicycle that had four wheels. And we don't view those moments when we tipped over or fell off the bicycle or weren't able to get enough momentum to keep going as setbacks that discourage us. We view those as opportunities for us to continue to put forth a tenacious spirit that allows us to be able to say, I can do it. And if I continue to try, I know I can achieve the outcome I'm looking for and therefore get to a place where I can be free from the things that were holding me back before. In my personal life, one of the moments that I recall being the most instrumental setback in my life that taught me that there was an opportunity for me to learn how to succeed was when I wasn't accepted into a university that all my friends were going to. I ultimately attended Mercer University in Macon, Georgia. When I was going to school, it was regarded as one of the finest private liberal arts schools in the South. And my friends applied, as did I. I was a little late to the game. And although my grades were mediocre, my SAT score was very, very strong. And I was declined admission. I wasn't even waitlisted. And I remember sitting in my parents' office when I got the letter. And my immediate reaction was not to be disappointed, but was to think about what can I do to overcome the answer that I've just been given. Now, I didn't have the same level of awareness, self-awareness that I have today, but I knew that that was something that I wanted And I was motivated in large part at the time to be accepted into that school because I wanted to be like my friends. And I also wanted my parents to be happy and to celebrate my ability to achieve something that I knew was important to them, right? To going to college as the first, you know, the generation after my parents to attend an American university was a big deal. And so that day, immediately, I wrote a letter to the dean of students, and I pled my case. And I said, I understand that maybe my grades and my SAT score and my extracurricular activity don't fit into the guidelines or put me onto a grid that evidences I have a significantly high chance of completing my studies, but I want you to know that I am a hard worker, I am committed to being a good student, and I'm just asking for you to give me a chance. And I got back a letter asking me to get on the phone with the Dean of Students, and I remember having this incredible amount of self-confidence, getting on the phone, visualizing and hearing and really embracing the notion that I was gonna be able to convince him to give me a shot. And we spoke on the telephone, and I pled my case. I said, you know, 
My parents moved us when I was in the eighth grade. They moved me again when I was in the 11th grade. It wasn't particularly easy for me. I found it incredibly challenging on a social level. I am an incredibly determined and very motivated young man and that I would do anything to be able to have the opportunity to attend this school. And in hindsight, as I was thinking about this for the podcast today, I realized that I was motivated by the desire to be given an opportunity to show people that I am capable of being great. The shift today is that I seek opportunities where I know I can be great, where I know I can show up and be great, where I know that my efforts will yield me greatness and will actually bring me the results that I'm seeking to achieve in the areas of my life that I want to be in. The punchline is that the dean of students agreed to give me a quarter. We weren't on the semester system. We were on the quarter system uh, at Mercer University. And he agreed to let me come and to show him that I am as serious a student as I presented myself to him on the telephone and in my letter to him. And in that first quarter at Mercer University, I got straight A's. There was nothing that was going to deter me from showing not only the dean, but myself, my family, and my friends that I was incredibly capable. So the letter that came that denied me admission was a huge setback for me. I was disappointed And there was a moment where I probably thought to myself, I have other options. It's no big deal. Uh, Who cares? Who needs this? And there was a spirit inside of me and an incredible strength that didn't allow me to accept that and set me up to take the setback to push towards being able to succeed as I move forward in my life. And what's interesting about it is we're talking about this as an example today through the lens of having matured and having evolved and having gotten to a place where I have an incredible amount of awareness of who I am and why I do the things I do and what it is I'm seeking to achieve. Back then, I was just a scrappy 18-year-old kid who had moved to Florida from New York and wasn't willing to accept that I can't be like everybody else, that I can't be treated in a manner that allowed me to feel like I fit in with everybody else. And here's my truth. Opportunities like that have always been setups for me to see how I can move towards success in my life. Setbacks are a setup for success. And my college admittance is just one example. I have had setbacks in my life in almost every area of my life that mattered most to me. I've had setbacks in my professional life. I've had setbacks in my personal life, in my relationships. I've had setbacks in my personal goals to lose weight and get in shape. I've had setbacks in my relationships with my parents and with my brothers. I've had setbacks in just about any area that one could think of where time energy and effort has been put forth towards a commitment or towards a desire to have the things that I wanted in my life in that particular area to only not have them turn out the way that I envisioned them. And my first lesson is that they don't always show up the way I want them to show up. I may put a lot of time and energy into something and the outcome isn't exactly the way I want it to be, 
But I have to be able to put myself in a mindset of accepting that that outcome is to my benefit and that it could also teach me something. One of the biggest areas of my life where I've put the most amount of energy is into my health and into my weight and my physical appearance. I was essentially a fat kid. I grew up and was a 220-pound junior in high school who, at his maximum height, was five foot eight. And I would do anything and everything to try to lose weight. I played racquetball. I played on the football team. I jogged. I put on the sweatsuits that look like trash can bags and that were intended to make you sweat the fat off. I used the little rollers to do ab crunches. I ate salad. I did whatever I thought I needed to do in order to drop the weight. And there were days where I'd step on the scale and there would be progress, even if it was a quarter of a pound or a half a pound. And then there were days when I stepped on the scale and before I even knew it, I was up two pounds or three pounds. And this was before we kind of knew the science that exists today, that weight fluctuates on a day-to-day basis relative to the food you eat or you know what's going on with your body or the environment or whatever the case may be. And those are very disappointing setbacks to have when you are living in a psychological state that you are not good enough or that you have to be a certain way physically in order for you to be accepted or to be loved or to be good enough to the people around you. However, when the scale reflects a weight that's different than what you are seeking to achieve, that setback in that moment is your opportunity to stop and say, okay, what do I have to do? What action steps do I have to take? How do I empower myself in order to succeed at what it is I'm trying to do? Now, sometimes it doesn't mean you need to do anything. Sometimes it means you just need to stick to the game plan. All too often, we hear about people who are trying to and endeavoring towards being able to achieve a particular goal in their life, and the minute that they see things aren't going the way that they want, they give up. They go, forget it. It's not worth it. It's too much pain. That's not something I can continue to do. What's the use? And they abandon and give up on the commitment that they made to themselves and to the process that they've enrolled themselves in. But in that moment, right then, right now, Whenever something happens that doesn't register to you to move in the direction that you're seeking to go, you need to be able to check in and say, okay, am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? Am I showing up? Am I committed? Am I remaining committed to this process in a way that says, this is a moment. It's not going to define the entire process. And to accept that as it's showing up for you in that moment as where you're supposed to be. And then staying committed to it. And I know professional relationships and professional examples are much better to use as, you know, sort of our guideposts and how we have conversations because it creates a, a different kind of relatability. But for me, the area of relationships is so powerful and so significant that I like to be able to look at the setbacks that occurred in my life in my personal relationships that have afforded me the opportunity to look at and to see how I can succeed in my relationships moving forward. I was married for 22 years and there were several setbacks in our relationship that occurred, both in the relationship between us as a couple and in and around the relationship having to do with things that weren't necessarily linked to each of us. Like for example, 
things as they relate to finances or things as they relate to our health or things as it relates to our relationships with the people around us. And after I was married and then divorced, I was in another relationship that ended up with my being engaged for a period of time, which also ended. And the end of my marriage and the end of my engagement were setbacks that affected me on multiple levels, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically, and also provided me with the ability to look at and see how I'm going to be able to utilize those setbacks to succeed in my future relationships. I don't regard the end of my marriage and the end of my relationship or my engagement to be the finality of how my life is going to look when it comes to being able to have a relationship with another person as I move forward in my life. I see them as being incredible learning opportunities for me to look at who I was, how I checked into that process, where my accountability was in the instances that created a disconnect, where my responsibility was in bringing it back to being able to be connected, and how I was going to frame those experiences as I moved into meeting new people. And for those of you that watch football or any sporting event or enjoy any sort of competition, you know that there are rules to each game. And whenever the rules are not followed, there are penalties that are assessed against you or against the person who committed the penalty. And you also know if you enjoy competitive sports or any level of sporting activity that sometimes, despite the best effort you put into it, the outcome isn't necessarily the same. Athletes are trained to have short memories. Athletes are trained that when something happens on the court or on the field that impacts your ability to move forward towards scoring points or winning the game, you don't sit around and perseverate and ask yourself thousands of questions of what did you do wrong? Why did that happen? How come this is happening to me? I gave it my best effort. I'm out here trying my best, yet the outcome isn't showing up the way I want it to be. Contrary, you actually focus your energy in an even stronger manner and you draw upon the confidence that you have that you are prepared to do whatever it takes to continue to move forward in the direction of being able to achieve success. After the game, after the competition, if you want to sit back and you want to reflect and you want to try to learn from the things that were going on that got in the way or interrupted your ability to to perform in that particular moment, that's all well and good. But for the most part, you've got to stay in the game. You've got to be able to take situations that push you back or push you away from the goal that you're trying to achieve and continue to remain committed and connected to that process, knowing that you're doing things as best as you can and doing things as clearly as you can and as intently as you can and as purposefully as you can in order to get to where you want to be in your life. And I love the example of football, right? So the team is executing a play and maybe one of the teammates on the football field does something that causes a penalty, right? So it not only negates the effort of the team in that particular play, but it also pushes them back, right? So maybe the penalty is five yards or 10 yards back. And when they get back in the huddle, the quarterback doesn't sit there and say, 
because you did that, Robert, we now have to do this all over again. And now we are five or 10 yards further away from our goal or five or 10 yards away from scoring a touchdown and getting points up on the board or possibly winning this game. No, that's not what they do. They then assess the situation, evaluate where their strengths are in that particular situation and under the circumstances that they're now operating under, and they come up with a new play. And then they go and they execute that play and they overcome the penalty that might have been assessed against them with the belief that they have everything they need in that moment in time in order to win. They don't sit around beating each other up or pointing fingers or accusing each other of not doing their job or not showing up the way they need to show up. It's also part of the whole short memory lesson that you're taught as an athlete. You cannot live in the thing that just happened that didn't work for you because then you carry that into the next play, right? If you're like, oh, last time I threw the ball to this guy, he dropped the ball. So if I throw the ball to him again, is he going to drop the ball again? That prevents you from throwing him the ball when he may be completely capable of catching the ball and is going to catch the ball. You don't know what's going to happen. You just know you have to put your confidence in what you see in front of you as part of the things that have access to your ability to execute your plan. Now, when they get off the field or they get off the court, maybe they go back and they look at film and they, you know, do an analysis and they give everyone an opportunity to reflect upon the role that they played in that particular game in each instance or each moment where things went right or things didn't go the way they would have liked them to go so that they can have some level of consciousness about how that particular setback in that particular moment can be utilized differently so that the outcome is different the next time. A-Rod gets up at bat. He strikes out. He's going to get another at bat. And when he steps up, he doesn't view the last strikeout as a setback. He makes adjustments based on what it is that happened in the last at bat that's going to give him the greatest possibility of hitting that ball and getting on base or bringing in a run. Same thing in soccer. Same thing in tennis. Same thing in cricket. Same thing in basketball. Every moment of every situation in every part of our life can be viewed as a setback. And our ability to frame that as a moment when we get to look at how we need to continue to show up with integrity and authenticity and conviction and the belief that we are deserving and capable of having the things we want in our life, then we will begin to see the kinds of changes that we are seeking and the outcomes will be 100% aligned with what it is that you're committed to doing in your life. If you haven't had an opportunity to, please go to robertflutie.com. Check out the information that I'm posting on there with respect to how you can create the life that you want and you deserve. If you have an opportunity to and you want to schedule some time with me, please do so. I'd be honored and blessed and grateful for the opportunity to work with you to have the things that you seek in your life that are going to bring you the greatest amount of joy and abundance. Have a great day. Bye.